You're listening to Coco's Tea with I Am The Real Coco. episode of Coco's Tea, episode 96. What's going on, y'all? Happy, is it spring? It's not spring yet. Well, no, spring is March 21st. I think the 21st of like every, um, it's like March, June, September, and then December before like the the seasons officially start. So we're transitioning into spring. I'm definitely in my seasonal spring clean mode right now. So happy early spring. Happy March. We're getting close to that warmer weather. I hope you guys are doing good. Let's get right to the tea. Coco's tea. Okay, so I was not sure if I really wanted to touch on this topic because it's so layered. One. Two, it may or may not be considered old news to you guys, but I felt like it was important to have a conversation about Meg Thee Stallion's contract and particularly social media reactions. So let's get right into it. Megan Thee Stallion went on live, I think it was last Monday. I believe. And she told everybody that she is stuck in a, she didn't say bad contract, but she basically said that she wanted to renegotiate her contract after she signed with management to Rock Nation. They pointed out some things in her contract that wouldn't necessarily be conducive to her. She asked her team at 1501 Records if they would be willing to renegotiate. And ever since then, they've been acting funny, according to Megan. And she has not been able to release any new music. So she says, okay. So as soon as she went off of live, Megan Thee Stallion is trending everywhere. Shade Room's posting her, baller alert. She's the number one trending topic on Twitter. And everybody's upset because they're like, free Meg, we want some more music. Because I think a lot of us have been trying to figure out when is Megan Anna actually put out an album? We haven't heard anything since Fever. You know, these days of music, you know, albums, projects, they come out like this unless you're... A premier artist, you know, the Beyonce's, Rihanna's, Kanye West of the world. Artists typically put out music, I want to say, what, every three months probably? They're always putting out some sort of a project. Megan hasn't put out anything since May of last year. She's had a few songs, some features here and there, but nothing official. So she said that she had planned on putting out this EP called Sugar, which actually did come out on Friday, but that 1501 was holding her up. Now, initially, my assumption was... Meg the Stallion <laughs> signed a contract with the ex-baseball player. So the CEO of 1501 Records, if you guys don't know, is Carl Crawford. He is ex-professional baseball player. He used to play for, I believe, the Houston Astros. 
and is also the baby father of Evelyn Lozada. Okay, so that should give you just a little bit of insight as to who he is, okay? <laughs> so there were rumors basically going around saying that ever since that she signed this management deal with Rock Nation, that Carl has been his feelings. And my thoughts around that was, if Carl Crawford doesn't know much about the music business, which he later admits to in his interview with Rolling Stone magazine, what's wrong with Megan getting proper management for her level of artistry? You know, she's one of the hottest rappers in the game right now, regardless of her being a female or not. She needs the proper management of people who know what the hell they're doing. Okay, so let's go on. So then a couple days later, I think Wednesday of last week, we find out that she has since sued 1501 for not being allowed to release her music. Okay, so then things get a little bit quiet. But then out of nowhere, we hear from Jay Prince. Now, for you guys who may or may not know, Jay Prince is... I guess somewhat responsible for helping launch Drake's career. Um, he's based out of Houston. He helped establish uh, one of the first record labels in the Houston area and definitely is considered an OG in the hip hop game. And is also very feared by a lot of people in the industry as well because of his apparently intimidation factors. But apparently he was named in the lawsuit that Megan filed against 1501. And he made an Instagram post about how he had nothing to do with the situation. And from what he understands that she's in a standard slash fair contract. Okay. Now a lot of people were shocked to see this because everybody knows <laughs> no matter who you are from the Snoop Dogs to the TIs to Jim Jones, Nobody likes to speak on Jay Prince's name. Everybody has their own stories about how Jay Prince is not to be fucked with. And Meg the Stallion clearly doesn't care nothing about how he has, I guess, intimidated other people in the, in the past, because apparently that's exactly what he's doing to her. She's going to do what the fuck she needs to do to protect herself. And he's going to be part of the lawsuit as well. And I guess a lot of people didn't think that Megan was about what she'd be talking about because Megan doesn't let nobody stand down on her. And so I think a lot of people, I won't say are, were shocked to see that she named him as much as it was, I guess, us understanding or even knowing that he was involved in that situation to the extent that he was. Okay, so then... A lot of the things that people were having questions about were the details of her contract. What's in the contract? What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? Now, I posted a clip of my interview with Meg Thee Stallion from last year when she came up here to the Jam Studios. And when I interviewed her, one of the questions I asked her was, well, it wasn't a question. I was actually making a statement leading into the question. And it was Fever at the time. She hadn't released Fever yet. It was coming out in the next week. And she mentioned in her interview that Fever was not going to be an album, but that it was a project. That's what she stated in the, in the interview. But from the research that I did, Fever was being promoted as an album. And so she said, no, it was a project. So then I, I tweeted out that video and asked people, if she has a three to five album commitment to the label, why hasn't Tina Snow, why hasn't Fever, and why hasn't Sugar? why can't those be considered albums? 
why are they only being labeled as EPs slash projects, right? And what's the difference? So I allow people to weigh in on that. And someone sent me a tweet that I thought was probably the best answer that I received in response to my question. So this is what I got. This comes from DJ Booth who was the vice president of content operations and artist services at Audio Mac? Okay. So he claims, okay, we're going to say claim here. Apparently he read Meg Thee Stallion's contract and this is how he broke it down. Apparently Megan gets 40% of her royalties. Okay. She gets 70% of her performance revenue. If it's more than a thousand dollars and a hundred percent of her revenue, if it's less than a thousand dollars, I'm sure there's some clauses in there too, because I'm, I still, have questions slash concerns about what that means and then he goes on to say megan's deal calls for the delivery of one full lp record with two options or two additional albums for an album delivery to count towards the deal it must clock in at no less than 45 minutes so that was what really answered my question so tina snow apparently was 30 minutes fever 40 minutes and nine seconds and sugar 24 minutes and 33 seconds, okay? In addition to her advance, 1501 committed for Tina Snow, the project, a minimum of $60,000 and maximum of $100,000, including mastering and marketing costs, okay? The recording budget for second and third commitment albums, assuming 1501 picked up both options, is the same as that. Okay, that was a lot, even for me. I'm sitting here reading it and I'm like, I still have additional questions because what does this mean? Does this mean that, I don't know. I don't even know what questions to ask. It's just like, if I had this contract in front of me, I would want to sit down and ask very specific questions so that I can get clarity because although this is breaking down numbers, there's still some questions here that could be asked. DJ Booth goes on to say that this is a pretty standard contract for a new artist. Um, one of the things that Megan said was that she signed this contract when she was 20 years old. He claims that she really signed it um, in February of 2018 when she was actually 22. Now, this is where I want to actually get into the social media reactions of things because... That was the number one thing that you niggas love to bring up. Oh, Meg the Stallion is in college and she doing this. And I, there's just too much information out there on the internet about these artists getting screwed over. She should have done her research. She should have had a lawyer. And it's just like, how easy is it for you to sit there and type that versus you actually being the artist yourself and having to understand how to move when you're presented with these type of opportunities. You don't know what the fuck you would do if you were in this situation. You think you would know, but you more than likely would be signing something that's fucked up because that's how the music industry is designed. The music industry is designed to trap you into something so that these corporations can profit off of your, your sweat and you get a very small piece of the pie. So I want to know what kind of magic insight you niggas have that <laughs> that apparently will keep you from making this same mistake. Even though we got this breakdown from DJ Booth, I'm 90% sure that the jargon, the way that things were, were listed in the contract were not this explicit. I'm 90% sure of it. And even if it wasn't, her and her mama, because her mom helped her negotiate the deal or sign the contract as well. I'm sure, And her mom has some music industry experience. I'm sure that her mom thought that this was a decent deal. But if you don't, if you're making an average salary and you're in school and it's just you and your mama, do you know how much an entertainment lawyer costs? 
first of all, I'm going to say to Alabama, I'm sure it would be difficult to find an entertainment lawyer just in this state, let alone like like the entertainment lawyers are not just like you can't just find that walking up the street. Like a lot of times you really have to go find a decent entertainment lawyer. They're more than likely not going to be in your area. There's probably a few in Houston, but they probably cost a lot of money. And then three, she didn't have the money. So I'm just trying to understand, like, if you guys really just don't like Meg, because the other thing that I kept seeing was, oh, well, she should have been uh, reading instead of twerking. And it's like, first of all, <laughs> we can do both. That's number one. Number two, you guys, this goes back to my theory in that a lot of you guys, including women, because a lot of women stand by misogynistic comments and behaviors and don't realize it. A lot of you guys don't like women empowering themselves, talking positively about themselves, being freely and open with their sexuality and claiming that about themselves. And also knowing that like, yes, I can be a bad bitch and you're going to fuck me and you're going to pay my bills. And guess what? I'm still going to educate myself. Like you guys really don't want a woman to be all of those things you would that's why a lot of you guys are so excited and ready to jump on the internet to crucify this woman tell me when i'm done tell me tell me when i'm wrong about what the fuck i'm saying right now because i just don't believe that if it was let's just take this to the other end of the spectrum another hot artist right now the baby if this was the baby i do not believe that you niggas would have been crucifying him the way that you crucified made the stallion you just wouldn't you cannot convince me. So I just want to end it with this, right? Because at the end of the day, there's three sides to the story. There's Megan's side, there's 15 on one side, and then there's the truth. And the truth is, we may not fully ever understand what that is. But what, just like I've said before on some of my Instagram live videos, give people grace, Please. A lot of times in these situations, you see a lot of black women who are being crucified or being talked down, particularly by black men. And when it's the other way around, it's black women always giving black men grace. And we just want the same thing. Be graceful. Be kind to one another and stop being so critical of situations and people when you don't fully understand what the fuck is going on in the first place. Yes, Megan is absolutely open to being criticized. Yes, she put herself out there for you guys to comment on, but that does not mean that you should feel like you have to break her down based off of the person that she has presented herself. She's You've never heard of her being problematic or rude to anybody. So why would you want to put that energy towards her? Okay, let's move on. Coco Artist of the Week. All right, this artist right here goes by the name of Kel Jean. You guys heard her on the Coco's Tea Podcast before. I think she was on here sometime last year, um, and I interviewed her for my Coco Artist of the Week segment, but she has a new song called Mood. Here it is. Heard it here on the Coco's Tea Podcast. Oh, moves I've got. Just sitting here for a minute, rolling up. I hate the club. I admit it. Sometimes I like to cruise through the city. Right now, I ain't really fucking with it. Ain't tryna be all on you. I'm in a different mood. Might sip me a cup or two. Shit, boy, what you tryna do? I don't wanna be bothered today. Won't you two come over later? 
is all I'm I just wanna be all over you. My mood, my mood, my mood may change later. My mood, my mood, my mood may change later. My mood, my mood, I gotta see you later. My mood, my mood, my mood. My pipe up at the moment. My viral sugar label. Most times I'm ready. Other times I'm so to react. Nobody has a time to be worried about what you're doing. I might call you once or twice to see how you're really moving. I don't wanna be bothered today. Won't you two come over later? Can't be focused all on love. I just wanna be alone for you. Oh, yeah. My mood, my mood, my mood may change later. later. My mood, my mood may change, change later. later. My mood, my mood, I gotta see you later. later. My mood, my mood, my That was Kel Jean with the song Mood. And just so I can spell her name out, just in case you guys don't know how to spell it, it's K-E-L-Z-H-A-U-N-N-E. She has like a cute way that she likes to spell it out. But that's how you spell her name. You can follow her on social media. Check out some more of her music right there. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Coco's Tea Podcast. I appreciate you for listening. Tell your mama, your daddy, your granddaddy, your cousin, whoever, to check out the podcast, okay? You can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Coco C is there. And we're on YouTube. You know, if you like to listen to podcasts where there is, I mean, not listen, but watch podcasts, I guess. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, man, that was rocking, man. I like that.